as you guys push the couch in and then he goes to the window and pulls the curtain and you know it's just kind of like staring outside waiting to see if anything happens all right um it looks like it's just laying there um well it's not it doesn't look like it is just laying there <laughs> and it plays awesome almost, yeah exactly right, <laughs> right. It, it, it has one big eye but it's trying to you know no, it's trying to peek its eye open to see. But yeah, playing possum. No, so you see it laying there, and um, it's not like it's shriveling, but you can see it's like kind of decompressing a bit. It's um, you know, it was yeah, exactly right. It, it it it's kind of mooshing in on itself. It doesn't look like there's anything like flowing out from it or anything. You know, there's not a whole bunch of fluids going out of it, but it does look like it's just kind of collapsing in on itself. Not very fast, but you can see it. You know, kind of decompressing while you're doing that. And so you're looking out the window. Travis is looking out the window. Michael was looking out the other window and Hugh's standing there. So I guess that's all the frames. The thing's dead. So now we'll just go to like narrative, right? We're not going to yeah, yeah, yeah. have to do that. So you guys are all in there. There's a body on the ground. Um, the thing outside is kind of just, yeah, deflating like a balloon. I'm assuming there was a balloons in the 1920s, right? I have no idea. I assume so, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's deflating like something that would deflate yeah. that you guys <laughs> Less know. Less balloons is nothing. <laughs> exactly. Like a Zeppelin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, not that way. Not like a, a big fiery, but yeah, the other way. It's it's shrinking down and you guys are all you guys are all in the room. I'm assuming gun, bat and axe all in hand. It's, so I think like, you know, as, as it starts to deflate over the course of, you know, a few minutes or whatever, you know, he lets the curtain fall and he turns and he, you know, puts the shotgun down on the table and, you know, like, like just sits on the corner of the table and goes, I, I, I think it's dead. It, it's, it's, it's flat. It's, it's going, it's going flat. Uh, fuck. What, what, what the hell is that thing? And he starts like reaching in his, like, his coat pocket and he takes out a little dropper bottle leans his head back and you see him drop a couple of drops under his tongue is that is there any kind of buff for that do you get any <laughs> He's, he has a morphine addiction so um if you want me to make a drug tolerance roll at some point like in the near future right like it probably doesn't kick in right away but like he, he's we, like he's shaky now like he's shaky before he took it yeah so like when you know, they shut the door, like it thudded and, you know, Hugh shut the door and, you know, Michael said that it was down and like, he's look like he's like the adrenaline and all that stuff. Right. Like, cause it's been a little while since he had been in combat and he's kind of like, you know, running on instinct sort of thing. Right. Like mm. the, the military training kicks back. So in. the morphine's not giving you the shakes. It's what's going on. It's, it's was, been what's and, going on. So he's taking yeah, the morphine to, settle to like settle his, settle his okay. nerves. So I would say there's no reaction now, but maybe let's hold that a bit yeah, later yeah, to yeah. see if we would then want to do a roll. But that would kind of, that would be cool to play into that. Okay. That's fine. Michael. Um, yeah. Michael's just like slumped down, like, you know, like the, just, dragging his back down against the wall and like slumps down onto the ground and he's like I don't I don't, I don't know what I don't know what that was that I uh, and he just kind of like rests his head against like the cool <laughs> against like the the blade of the of the axe <laughs> that is like should be cool cuz it was outside but then 
he realizes that it was embedded in whatever that thing was and it probably has like goo and guts like all over it <laughs> and he like pulls it away pulls his head like back and there's like a shit. string of of like snotty <laughs> shit like, <laughs> okay good kurt what are you doing what is hugh doing uh so the little pill that uh hugh took kind of centers him pretty like pretty it's like limitless all of a sudden he's just like boom just all of a sudden he's got a lot of uh, synapses hitting and stuff like that and he's like he's like what the fuck is this guy into why did that thing come from upstairs we haven't checked upstairs we should check upstairs fuck you're right you're right um so this has got to be that guy right i mean he's young yeah. like look, look at his clothes he doesn't like yeah he's dressed like a farmer but yeah but like an upscale farmer so it's gotta be him um he so he'll go back over to the body like he'll pull himself off the you know, from sitting on the table and go back over to the body and like search the pockets to see like if he has a wallet, right? I would assume like in the twenties, every man has his wallet on him at like all times, right? Like, mm-hmm. so he, he'll check for that, check for the ID to see if it actually is that guy before we go upstairs, I guess. Okay, so you head over, and I'm assuming 1920s guys' wallets, almost like George Costanza when he had the big giant wallet with all that. Yeah, like a big flat, like billfold kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like it would be hard to see. So, yeah, so you see that in the back pocket. And also, Travis. So, yeah, you're going to grab the wallet, pull it out. I'm guessing, yeah, pull it out to, to look. I'm trying to think what IDs in the 20s would be, right? It's not like you'd have like a a picture driver's license. I don't even know if there were driver's licenses. No, like probably not, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, so he would just look through the wall to see what was in there, which really puts you on the spot. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to think of. I'm trying to think of the best way to. Uh, He's got form. like a library card, or a, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, I'm I'm a fancy guy club card with his name on it or whatever. <laughs> So I literally I googled forms of identification in the 1920s. The second result was identification in the 1920s, and it's from a Call of Cthulhu Reddit. <laughs> so we're not the first people. <laughs> um, so while you're looking through, you'll see a card, and it looks like it's kind of like a membership card. It's a bit fancy. It has you know um, laurels on it and stuff like that, and the name. The name on it was, uh, what did we say? Nigel McGahey. So you do see that name. It's for something called the Duquesne Club. And you guys know that that's kind of like a drinking club in Pittsburgh. It's where, you know, a lot of, you know, businessmen, titans of industry, stuff like that go. And it does say Nigel McGahey on it. And from, you know, what the the farmer said, you know, that that's the guy who lived there. You know, he did say he was a, a bit of a fancy pants. His dad was a a guy that worked for the company that's doing this broadcast. And uh, so, yeah, so you see that when you, when you pull that out. So he just like, you know, flicks it, you know, holds it out to the other two. And he says, uh, well, this, this is the, this is the guy, Um, you know, he goes, you know, goes back over, grabs a shotgun. says, uh, uh, I guess we should check upstairs then. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm throwing it out. I assume you guys yeah. are like, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if 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 Hugh's tweaking, right? So he's he took this pill and he's <laughs> all he's his on, synapses are firing, right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. all 
Why doesn't Hugh give me an awareness roll? Sweet. That's brains, correct? A brains or psyche. A cosmic awareness roll. Yes. (laughs) Boom. You might not be far off, John. You kind of spoiled it. Six. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Travis goes over to the body, you know, pulls out the wallet, looks at the identification card. So I'm I'm assuming you're either standing or you're kind of down on a knee, you know, next to the body looking at that. Hugh looks over and I'm trying to think of a way to describe this. I'll describe it for the players and not the characters because I don't think the characters would, it it wouldn't be. So, Travis holds up the card, says the name, you know, this is the guy. When Hugh looks over, he looks at the body and it's almost like, you know, like sometimes in, um, in sci-fi movies, they like show a body and it looks like eclipse or it like uh, starts flickering. You know, you see something Mm -hmm. lying there, you know, it's there. And then it just all of a sudden, it, it, it almost like it's blinking, right? It's like frozen on a VHS when you're, you know, you push pause and going forward. So the body kind of looks like it's doing that. So I'm trying to think how to describe that in a 1920 sense. Um, so like a broken film, whatever, right? Because they have fil- the, you know they have the the yeah, um, silence yeah. at that point. Yeah, so yeah. like the the film sort of like flicking or at whatever. the end at the end at the end of the film whenever it does that flickering thing when the mm-hmm. when the film runs out. So that's what. So Hugh looks over and the body's there. Travis is standing there looking at this ID he shows you guys. Michael's kind of just plopped down on the ground looking over, but Hugh sees this body kind of acting, you know, it, it looks like a, a weird thing, like at the end of a film when, you know, when the, whenever the stagecoach comes towards the camera and then, this, <laughs> then the, the, the film runs out, it kind of looks like that. It's kind of flickering. Yeah. So he, like Hugh looks at Michael and then looks over to Travis and in the, in the body or whatever. It's like, did you see that? Are you seeing this? So I like, you know, two steps up this, you know, or, or, you know, reaching up to pull the, the, the ladder, the ladder down and, you know, turn back to look, do we see it? Why don't you guys both make an awareness check then also? All right. Sure. Uh, that is a seven, sir. That's a six. All your dice. You just, okay. <laughs> We're aware of everything. Yeah, new shit. Okay, so we're, yeah, we're in the Matrix, bitch. Yeah, well, yeah, Hugh is. He, <laughs> he took some kind of pill. We don't know if it's That's a red right. pill. Or right. not. I took the red pill, baby. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so obviously, so I was going to call it a red pill before too, but I decided. <laughs> so everybody got a yes and on this. So I'm trying to think how we would play that out. So when you guys look over, Hugh, Hugh says, "You know, did you guys see that?" Uh, Travis is kind of halfway up a couple of steps, pulling the ladder down, looks over, sees the same thing from the body. Um, and then Michael kind of has the ax in front of him, kind of peeks around the edge of the ax, almost like uh, yeah, he just around the edge seeing it. And you kind of see the the body does that, does that weird kind of flickering thing. Mm-hmm. So you do all see it. So obviously if some of you failed it, then we would have played it out that, that he was just on something. And you know, yeah. you guys could have ignored them, but you're all seeing that. So I'm trying to think what the yes ands would be for each of you for this. Maybe we don't have to roll for like a shock or trauma because it's something we're not particularly used to. Yeah, unless you guys unless John or Jesse, you can come up with anything. That sounds good. 
that you know you don't have to do a psyche roll for that. You've seen some weird shit. Um, that's Been through not, some shit already. Yeah, it, this isn't too much farther than that. So you know, you guys are like, okay, well, there's some weird stuff that's gone on already. Um, <laughs> this isn't too much weirder than that thing out front. So true. <laughs> yeah, I, it it seems like a lot. I mean, that seems like a big end. But if you're cool with, I'm. I'm well, we could, also, we could do we could do like a Shut bonus. John. <laughs> I mean, if not if not, you could do either like a bonus die or like a plus one to the psyche roll. If we don't want to just completely negate the, well, the yeah, check. let's do that then. Let's do a plus one on the roll then. So for a psyche check, and I think we said that's a four. So. I mean, it could be whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's whatever you want it to be. I'm trying yeah, to remember what John will tell you what he thinks it wants to be. Well, no. So, I mean, the default is not four. The default psyche check at four is for recovery. I'm sorry. I was looking I was looking at the magic supplement, so that's why that four popped into my head. So, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. if you're like, this is super fucked up and body shouldn't flicker, like, this is a seven. It yeah. could be a seven if you want it to be. True, like, yeah. I mean, if it's something you. fucked up like that, like, seeing a dead body is one thing, but seeing... Yeah, seems something a body wouldn't see blink in, real in and out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why that four got stuck in my head because I was literally looking at the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. So um, it could be a four if you want it to be a four, but it, it's it's not like yeah. a default at a four. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So, so I got with a plus one. I got a five. Okay. Huge. I got a five as well. Okay. I got a seven. See, I, I, you know, I already told you. I'm just, I'm not wow. gonna be affected by this thing. I'm just gonna accept it now. Okay, so we'll say, um, we'll make this as a five. So on the, you know, the the Corthulu book, it says seeing your friend get murdered equals a five. Obviously, this isn't a friend. This is a dead body. So I would say that's more than the two. But with the 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 added things of what you saw outside and now this body is kind of flickering in front of you. I would say that let's make that a five. So for Travis and Hugh, you get a no, but something positive. Uh, so it's different for the psyche ones. Oh, that's the psyche one. That's right. Hold so on, missed by on. one is a no, but the no GM but. rolls on the shock table. Okay. No, but for Hugh and Travis, and Michael was a where's the shock table? Uh, you exceed yes, and you're holding it together, so you're fine. Uh, so Michael sees the body kind of flickering in and out, and looks around the axe and just kind of shrugs. And he's thinking, "Well, I've got an axe, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna worry." So John, should I roll individually for for Travis and Hugh? Um, I one? would roll individually. Okay. Well, I actually rolled the seven, so that would be Michael and Travis that were. Oh, Michael and Travis. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep, so, yep. No worries. So, right. he, so yeah. So Hugh's holding it together. And he's probably thinking to himself, "I'm glad I took that pill." Yeah. <laughs> when I he's, did, probably, right? he's probably thinking the pill is part of it, <laughs> even though these guys haven't taken it or whatever. He just thinks like, "I'm in a movie. Oh my god, this is amazing." And then Travis is thinking, "Well, I took something too, and it's not working. So obviously, he <laughs> gave me some bad stuff. It's not working as good." So okay, so this will be Travis and Michael. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! So for, for Travis, it's an eight again. <laughs> Boy, he just loves running. You're gonna away. be exhausted by the end of the day. He just keeps so running. I think around. he runs up into the attic, right? Like he's already pulled the things down. Oh, he's got his there you go. Sense. 
And yeah, he runs like, into nope. the madness. <laughs> he accepts no, the madness. Okay, and then uh, okay, so nine. So Michael got a nine. So you're lashing out physically you're or verbally. Kicking the body. Fuck you. You're not supposed to do that. No, nah, fuck that. I even axe. I start hacking it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so let's do this. So Hugh, Hugh looks down and kind of shrugs and goes, I'm, I'm feeling good. That's fine. It's it's weird, but, you know, everything else I've seen, to, you know, today, it's not that different. Travis runs and grabs the ladder, yanks it down, and starts climbing up to get up into the attic. And then Michael comes running over and starts chopping down on the body with an axe. So now what I'm going to have you guys do is everybody roll a just this one d6, just you know, just a flat d6. Two. Okay. Two. Ooh. Uno. Okay, so Travis runs up to the attic, climbs up into the attic. Michael comes over and starts swinging at the body, and Hugh's just kind of standing there staring. As soon as the axe hits the body, Hugh looks over and sees Michael kind of wink out. So as soon as the axe hits the body... Michael just kind of disappears, axe and all. Well, it's got to be another psyche check, right? <laughs> Perfectly well, yeah. normal. Well, <laughs> one minute for everybody. So then, <laughs> <laughs> so then Hugh's kind of looking at that, and okay, let, let's play it. So yeah, so Michael winks out. So Hugh sees that he's already seen Travis run and you know climb up, climb up the um. The ladder. So, do we say you guys both got a two and Michael got a one? Right? Wasn't that what it was? No, Hugh got. I a got one. a one. Okay, so Travis and Michael got a one, and Hugh got. Uh, Michael and Travis got a two, and Hugh got a one. Okay, so Hugh, you see Michael flash out, and then also while Travis was going up the ladder, you see his feet. You know, the last when he's climbing up you see his like legs disappear, right? So you see one leg going up and the other like he's climbing, but they just kind of wink out also. It doesn't look like he's pulled his legs up. They just like his leg and his bent knee where the other leg is just kind of disappears. So I should probably roll shock first before I do whatever it is that I In a do. minute, because everybody's going to have to roll shock. So let's, okay. let's, let's, just one real quick thing. Hugh's looking around. He sees those two. Does he? You know, does he do anything? Is there any initial reaction of what he's doing? Uh, basically, he's just like, "What in the actual fuck is going on here?" Kind of thing. Like he's just <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. So let's say that he screams, "What the?" F-? And then right before he gets to the CK, <laughs> Hugh winks out. So everybody. Oh, roll just to make sure I get this right, John. Let me pull this up again. Um, so this will be for the psyche. So this would be for the shock. Um, well, this so this is a psyche check, psyche right? roll, you, and then then we roll on the shock table if you fail. If we fail, yeah. 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 So okay, now so. am I is is Michael like blinking in and out like the body was? No, you just. Flash out, just so vamped out. Okay, exactly. they all Tra- disappear. 
Yeah. So Travis and Michael kind of at the same time, and then Hugh notices it, and then he does it, splits it. Gotcha. But but Travis and Michael don't see that. Right. So so what are we? What are we trying to beat? Yeah. So you are all being teleported to another location. So that would be a seven. So the best we could do is a six. <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> I can tell right away when Jesse rolled. I'm like, oh boy, it's definitely a one. Oh, I got a three. So two no wins. <laughs> I got a five. So you actually got a, so we all. You're all no, no wins. wins. Yeah. Yeah. So no end, and then I roll on the shock table and then. So maybe. So with an, because we changed shit from i think what you have unless okay. you downloaded from from thing so just what point, are you doing i had 1.7 i think is what i had oh yeah 1.7 is not okay that's fine accurate at all so <laughs> missed by more than one no and the jam rolls on the shock table and you gain a trauma so we so all gain trauma okay and, and, that's, and that's what one seven said too so that that's the same yep. okay so you all oh, gave one minus one. We 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 remove the harm to psyche is what it was. I think. Yes. Yeah. So the, okay. the, there is no minus one. It's just out of trauma. Yep. So I think I am now at phobia because I have unsettled and anxiety already marked off. You have anxiety <laughs> too. Jeez. I think you had it from the beginning, didn't you? Now I'm I'm at anxious. So. Okay. And then and then we're all on the shock table for all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So do you for the phobia is that do you pick that out or do we um so it could be so like theoretically it should be related to whatever okay. causes it right so like you know for me it maybe could also be the first I mean it could also be the first thing that you see depending on where we're where we're teleported to it could That's be something too. connected to that. Yeah, okay. if, if we wind up on the plateaus of Lang and there's a giant fucking spider, it's probably spiders. <laughs> right. <laughs> well it's gonna say you're you're um you're, you're it's not going to be substance abuse because you already got that so you'd have to worry about adding that one right yeah um yeah so i mean it, i feel it's one of those things you like sort of talk it out right so like jesse said if it's if we wind up in the woods then maybe it's a you know a fear of dark places or woods or the smell of leaves or you know it could be anything if it's if there's nothing where we wind up at like oh you're in a nice shiny happy city then you know it could be dead bodies. It could be farmhouses. It could be yeah. you know the smell of horse manure because we're at a farm. You know what I mean? Like the way the brain associates, you know, a phobia with a traumatic thing, right? Like it could be anything. It could be flannel. Okay. Right? The guy was wearing a flannel shirt. But the trauma is by role playing it. It's not on a table, right? So the the Correct. shock is the shock is, but not the trauma. The trauma Correct. can be you can you can pick it yourself, like in. Like in Call of Cthulhu, that's on you know that's on a D one hundred and you pick it. Right, so this right. one is okay. Cool. I just want to make sure that's cool. So the the shock would be so we'll go John first. Six. Eight. No, no, <laughs> not another one. Your 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 legs are all tired, so you got a six. So you're screaming in fear or aggression, and then we'll. So he's just run up the steps. Nope, nope. Fuck this. Nope, nope. This is bullshit. Fuck this bullshit. Okay, so then Hugh is seven. So you drop whatever you're holding and step backwards one to six feet. So hold that, hold that action for a second. And 
for Michael. That is a seven also. So drop whatever you're holding and step backwards one to six feet. So what happens is Travis and Michael both kind of wink out. Hugh sees that. And then right when he starts to go, what the hell's going on? Or I guess he's dropped an F-bomb. And then right before he gets to the end of the F-bomb, he winks out. So what happens is whenever you guys wink back in, Travis and Hugh. Yes, Travis and Hugh look around and... They're in a big, huge open room. When they look around, they see metallic tables and metallic shelves spread all across them. So there's a bunch of metallic tables across the floor. There's metallic shelves lining the walls. Um, the ceilings above them are about 30 feet high. And when they look down, the floor almost has like a sandy color to it. And if they look, they when they look straight up, there's just a giant window looking out on a giant expanse of desert and like the sandy color of the floor kind of matches the desert. So when you guys wink in and see that Travis starts screaming, fuck this, fuck that (laughs) screaming and yelling. Hugh then also, so I'm assuming um, Hugh still has, Hugh still has the bat. So Hugh drops the bat. Let's say it like, drops and just rattles off like a metallic table standing next to him and he steps back you know he starts like stepping backwards away from this big open vista window when michael winks back in he winks in and when he looks in front of him he just sees a bunch of guys sitting down all with headphones on there's all kinds of and michael's an engineer so he would understand there's all kinds of equipment in front of all these guys with headphones on there's like a a ticker machine over on a table with the ticker tape coming in and someone pulling that off and and reading what's coming off the ticker tape and you know just a a couple guys a couple guys sitting around with headphones on and he drops his axe and starts stepping back a couple steps at a time so who do we want to go with first? Let's go with Travis and Hugh. So you're in this big giant room, metallic tables. Travis is yelling and swearing. Hugh's dropped his bat and taken a couple steps back. And while you're there, um, you know, you're just in this big giant room, the big giant window in the front, big desert landscape out in front of them, in front of you shelves with all kinds of cylindrical tubes on them all along the walls. What do the people do? I mean, so like I'm screaming, the other two guys are just sort of like standing there. Does anybody like turn and like be like, Shh. no, you're in two different places. So Travis and Travis and Hugh are in this big empty room. Oh, okay. Michael's in Michael got transported to where these guys are sitting. So you guys are in two different places right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I did yeah. not catch that. Okay. Yeah. Michael's in Daft Punk hell. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, like, I, I guess, like, he stops screaming and, you know, kind of, like, looks around and looks at you and says, where the fuck are we? What just happened? And, like, you know, he kind of bring, you know, doesn't, like, point the shotgun, but, like, kind of is bringing the shotgun up to, you know, 
getting close to Hugh, right? So, like, again, like, just instinctively, like, military training, like, you know, not necessarily back-to-back, but, you know, yeah, we're, we're forming a cohesive unit. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh just starts, like, trying to think of the word. He just, like, uh, oh, God, sorry. It's been a long day. He just starts laughing. He just he just starts really just, yeah, makes sense. just yeah, yeah, a psychotic like giggle. He's just like, <laughs> what in the fuck is going on here? He just like he can't believe it. You know, he just keeps giggling. He's just like he's like he just keeps going. <laughs> I really hope that I switched the red one for the blue one. I mean, I really do because what <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I. I mean, and he just keeps giggling until Travis does something. I, I think he probably slaps you, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like the like he's got the the shotgun, like leaning over one arm, and like turns and like not like super hard, but like you know, fuck slaps. Come on, man, snap out of it! And then like he slaps himself, right? Because he just took a bunch of morphine, and he's like, and then he looks again to see if we're still in the same place. Yeah. He he was like he was like we got we must be dead. This has got to be hell. We yeah. must be dead. <laughs> Where the fuck are we? So is now a good time to hold that roll, John? We said about uh, your drug tolerance. Do you? Oh no, wait, you don't have that. That's um, that's. I current. do have drug tolerance. Yeah. You do have because oh, I'm you, an you, addict. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I think <clears throat> Hugh didn't have a reaction when he took the pill. Well, he did have a reaction, but he was just kind of tweaking and whatever. Let's have you both roll. Yeah, both roll drug right. tolerance. Uh, what is uh, what skill is that? So it would be it would be based health on health. Psyche? Health. Okay. All right. Um, if you don't have it, you could you know you just make the roll. You take the. I got roll. it. I got it. You betcha. I got it. Okay. I got drug a drug tolerance. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna have drug tolerance. Come on. <laughs> Eight. Holy shit! <laughs> wow. Like, like we're we're. Functional addicts. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like so I said, that, my now I remember from the first session, my guy tries everything that he gives to everybody else to make sure that it's all good. So, okay, so this is a yes and for both of you. So, from my standpoint, I would say the yes is you guys look around. What the hell's going on? Would Would you say tripping back then? You're both realizing that this is not an adverse effect of what you've taken, right? You're not right, completely. Right, right. You know, you're still cognizmentis or whatever that phrase is. You know, you're you, you still have your wits about you. So whatever you're seeing isn't because of what you were taking. Um, um, and I guess a, a, a positive that's not part of the yes and I guess for Q is you guys aren't dead. So you're not dead. You're still alive. <laughs> but, so, so you realize you are somewhere. The drugs aren't affecting you. That's not what's causing the issue. So what would be the positive for for each of you? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know that it would mean anything to us, but maybe like there's a sign on the wall that says, you know, like this is me go fucking central or whatever the hell. Um, you know, it's like you know the the uh, you know the Carter Library or uh, you know some 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 sort of indication of yeah. where we're at. what the space is. I guess maybe. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So, Hugh, what about you? I think for me, I'm going to snap, kind of snap back to and be like, okay, where's Michael? 
Oh yeah, you notice he's not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's looking around. All the shit that's going on, I'm like, all of a sudden, just like it's like one of those things that in in a movie where like there's a lot of like there's a lot of like uh, eerie music and there's me giggling to myself and then all of a sudden it goes, it's all the air sucks in. Where the fuck is Michael? You know that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. You know? So right when. So let's say Hugh looks over to Travis. Travis is trying to look to see if he can see anything on the walls or anything. Uh, Hugh looks over and goes, where's Michael? Right when that happens, you hear like kind of this metallic sound, you know, not clattering, not scraping though. It's, it's not an unpleasant sound. It's not like screeching, but you do, you do hear a sound of something sliding, almost metal sliding against each other behind you or across each other. So you guys look behind you. And I'm using the wrong mouse. Uh, when you turn around, you guys. I'm not trying to build tension. I just can't click the right thing. When you turn around. <laughs> I'm on pins and needles. Yeah, exactly right. When you guys turn around, you see this. What the? Oh, I was right. <laughs> no, you weren't right. Isn't that what that is? No. No, Amigo is the fucking brain in the jar thing. No, Amigo is the bug. The brain in the jar is what they what they what um, they do to people. Yeah. Oh, real. Oh, all right. So you're both wrong. But anyways, hold on. So you guys turn around. <laughs> you guys turn around and see this walking through a door that slid open. Uh, I'm going to leave you there for a second with whatever you're swearing and yelling you're going to do at each other, and then let's hop back to. Michael. So, Michael, you are in. Um, you look around. It almost looks like it's a. It's like a big shed, not a shed as in like a workman shed, but it, hmm. it, it's a. It's an outbuilding. Uh, has like some brick walls and everything. Has like a big tin roof. Uh, you see a guy over near like a ticker tape thing, pulling some stuff off, talking to a guy next to him, and then there's just two guys sitting with headphones on. You know the big old headphones. And what you can hear is it sounds like it's almost like the broadcast that you guys were listening to yesterday of the election results. So this is the day after. So this is Wednesday, the third the election results were Tuesday night. Um, it's 1920. So you don't get election results immediately that night. So they're still going through election results. Uh, they're announcing them. And in front of you, you see a gentleman with um, you know, a fancy suit, waistcoat, you know, flower in his lapel. And he looks over to you and he says, I think you were brought here from my son's house, weren't you? Um who who who's your son? Uh Nigel. I had a feeling that something wasn't going very well and when i reached out i saw there were some others there with him uh can you tell me what you saw at nigel's house i i i don't know if i don't i don't know if i can describe i mean and then he kind of turns his head for a second and he's like is that is that a freshman masterpiece five tube that I, sorry, no, no, I mean, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah, there's, there was like a a big tower of 
flesh thing with a bunch of mouths and eyes, and it kind of floated on the ground, but it didn't. And then there was a body and a guy, and then there was another, and it, and it, you know, you know how when, uh, if, if they don't have like the focus on, on one of the, on one of the, the, the projectors correct. And you know how it can like the image can like flicker in and out if the timing isn't set properly. And, and that, that was happening and it's weird. And now I'm here. So and what wait, wait, wait. And he'll like start to look around. He's like, where's, where's Travis and Hugh? <laughs> uh, so whenever you say about the body, the, the flickering of the body, um, He'll kind of let out a sigh and say, "Okay, Nigel, Nigel's safe. Uh, thank you for bringing me that news." Um, no, so no that, I'm pretty sure Nigel's dead. <laughs> and he he holds up his hand and kind of smirks at you and goes, "It, it appears that way, but Nigel will be fine." Um, thank you for bringing. No, he me was this. dead. He was laying on the ground, dead. When you say that, while you're looking at this man, he kind of flickers a bit, also like you saw on Nigel, and he'll kind of smirk at you and say, I think Nigel will be all right. Uh, You don't have to worry about that. And he'll just start, like, looking around anxiously now for, like, a door or, or a window or whatever, something that he can get. This is not... This is not a an okay situation to be in now, he realizes. So he he says, Please wait, friend. Uh I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave now. There's some great equipment that you have here. It's nice. Uh I really I really appreciate that scarce that you have over there. But um I'm I got I need to leave. I need to find my friend you know, my well friend yeah, friends. <laughs> Uh, so he'll say, um, y- your friends are in no danger. Uh, they are talking to someone now who will explain what's going on, just as I would like to do to you now. Um, you you seem to recognize some of the equipment around here. Um, do you? Um, is that your job or is that your hobby? Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of a little of both, actually. Uh, so, obviously, what's happening now is uh, something that will take us to a cusp of a new age. Uh, this, this broadcast, this being able to communicate over long distances, being able to send news out to everybody, get everybody interconnected. Um, we will be able to knit humanity together with communication and information. Um, We will pull the world together and enter a new epoch of history. Um, Do you not see the possibilities being able to send information across the globe to many people at one time? Uh, I know this may seem a bit crazy to you, and I know there's been a lot of shocks you've seen today, but uh, trust me, uh, what we're doing is... Uh, for the betterment of humanity. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, what you just said is really low on the scale of crazy things that I've seen in the last hour. So, yeah, we're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. 
radio signals, broadcasting, everything like that, you know, shortwave. We're all set with that. Um, floating aliens that no, what you, what you no. But you see what we're doing here will eventually lead to being able to not have to worry about those big floating things. Uh, every step of technology moving forward leads to benefits and maybe some adverse effects. But in the grand scheme of things, what we were doing will be for the benefit benefit of all of will be for the benefit of everything that lives on this planet. Wait, does the radio broadcast have anything to do with this thing being here right now? The 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 thing the thing that you that attacked you? Yeah. It's not like you didn't you didn't bring it here, did you? We didn't bring it here. What we're doing with this broadcast will hopefully make sure that anything that lives on this planet will never have to deal with it again. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I kind of have to trust you on that. I don't, I don't know exactly what you're, what's going on right now. So he will look at you and he will shimmer again a bit. And then you will blink out. And when you blink back in, you will be standing between Travis and Hugh and they're looking this way. You're looking the other way. Uh, so whenever you wink back in between them, uh, you're both looking at different directions. All right. uh, and w- what you see around you is sandy floor, sandy colored floor, metal tables, metal shelves down each of the each of the walls. And you're looking out and you see a big giant window vista of a big desert mm-hmm. out in front of you, 30, 30 foot high ceilings. But then... Hugh and Travis are looking backwards. He freaks out real quick and pushes Travis and punches Hugh. (laughs) (laughs) So Travis and Hugh turned around and saw this weird thing coming through a metal door. And all of a sudden, after they see that thing, (laughs) Michael, Michael flashes in ahead of him uh, or in between them. And then punches them and pushes them. Yeah, I, I think I spin and like pull the shotgun up, you know, like uh, hip to hip fire, and then realize that it's Michael. He's like, "What the? F- where the fuck did you come from?" And then he turns back and he looks at the thing. He's like, "What the fuck are you?" And then he like doesn't, you know, again doesn't like bring it up to the shoulder to yeah. fire, but kind of like has it at a low ready. So you're like, why? I don't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, whenever you do that, you all hear a voice. So it's not like it's you all hear a voice. You don't you don't see anything coming from this weird triangular tentacular monster coming forward you. Um, but you do hear something in your mind saying, um, we're in the great sandy desert of what you call Australia. We are 300 million years in the past of your time. Is it so? Is it speaking out loud, or do we hear it in our heads? You hear it in your heads, but you all hear the same thing. So, not like you, you all hear it. It's not like it's coming over speakers, but you you you, you kind of all hear it. So he like sticks his finger in, your, in his ear and like fucking wiggles back and forth. <laughs> That's not possible. That's not possible. 
he'll look over or he'll i mean it, it could be that they're using some type of ultra low frequency that can you know it's like so it's it's almost like a like like a, a conductive material you know a, a conductive signal no we can't be in the pat like what the fuck are you talking about what? Oh no! I thought you were talking about the voices that we were just hearing. <laughs> no. Oh, that. Oh yeah. I have no idea what. Yeah, I don't know what they're talking about with that. Is that another psyche check? Yeah, I, I would mean, say. I don't know if we believe it. Either. Well, there's a monster, right? There's another monster, and he's telling you you're 300 million years in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's make a psyche check. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um. <laughs> So, like, deep ones and stuff like that are, like, a four. So, is this a four or is this more than that? Let's like, I four. guess weird things have already happened, right? Like, yeah. Well, so the, there's the weird thing in front of you and then the thing that you've traveled into the past. Let's just say it's four because you've, you know, kind of seen both of them. I got a six. Okay. Michael? Two. <laughs> Hugh? Six. Okay, so the six is a... That's a but yes and, yes right? and if it's a four, yeah. Okay. And then the two is a no end, right? So another trauma? Another trauma. For Michael. Trauma. And For Michael. Roll the shock table, yep. Yeah. So while he's while Kevin's rolling, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what my and is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna hold my eye that uh Michael punched, and I'm gonna be like, I don't really know anything because my fucking eye hurts, and he kicks <laughs> Michael in the shin. <laughs> He's like, you ruined my fucking buzz, man. My phobia is boots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you rule five. So your paralysis frozen in place. Sounds good. That makes sense. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce this wrong. So if all the Cthulhu nerds out there, don't be mad at me. So the Travis, what was your hand then? Um, I mean, how about that? Like he does, so obviously he doesn't freak out, and he like makes up his mind to like listen, right? Like we've seen a weird thing with fucking mouths and tentacles. We're the dead guy. We're now teleported. There's another monster. He's like, all right, give it to me. Like I'm open for anything. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, you tell me what the fuck is going on because I don't know anymore. <laughs> All right, so um, Michael's frozen. Hugh's yelling at Michael for punching him. And Travis just kind of shrugs and goes, well, <laughs> with everything else going on today, right? Might as well. So um, the thing looks over to you and says, you were in the the library of Nakudis. I think that's the way you pronounce it, right? I think that sounds right. Okay. Um, this is the store of all knowledge that our race has been able to gather over the eons. The radio broadcast you were hearing is one of our new tools to be able to collect information and knowledge. Our only mission is to catalog everything in the known universe and everything that could be known. And he kind of, you see kind of a weird tentacly thing with a horn on the end of it, a trumpet looking shape kind of, wave around and you see along the shelves, there's all kinds of like metallic tubes. Uh, he says, all the information of the universe is stored here. We are using the, the radio broadcast to 
uh, collect that information. Uh, we, we feel it is a, is a good trade-off for humanity to be able to be, be, become more interconnected, to be more knowledgeable, to be able to uh, bridge the distances of the globe, but then also we'll be able to pull out information uh, to be stored here for everyone to use. And so, I guess an, another one of the pluses is uh, the thing will look at Travis and say there will be effects. Not everybody will be able to escape the collecting without some kind of impact. Just know that the suffering that some people will feel will be for the better good, for the greater good of all, not just humans, but for everything. And then all of a sudden you feel like a, almost like a calmness settle over you and that kind of humming buzzing that you've had in the back of your head since you've started listening to the, the broadcast kind of goes away. Yeah. I imagine it's like a pop and yeah. it's just like <laughs> silent. Yeah. So uh, all the other, all the other worms you have in your head all the time and stuff is still there, but that, that, that broadcast <laughs> one is now gone. So you like, you know, puts the shotgun, you know, kind of like throws it up to his shoulder, you know, sort of like nonchalantly. And he says, why are we here? How did we get here? Why? What, what was that thing? The, the thing you fought is why we are collecting this information. If we are not able to continue to understand and research the universe, that thing you fought is what takes over the earth after humanity is gone. Uh, it came but we're back. still here. How, how did it get there now? You are here because we've brought you back here. We are in the past of the earth before humans. The thing that attacked you is able to travel through time and space. It was trying to stop the one called Megahi from continuing the broadcast we are using that broadcast to store and collect information to fight against those things because those are what bring doom to the earth well i think they damn well succeeded because he was good and dead when we got there the one you call mcgahe was human is human but i can assure you that uh he is his his essence his knowledge his spirit i guess as humans would call it is safe uh he is here and he is also still researching uh he is still understanding he is still uh looking through the information that we store here so that body you saw was just a shell but his conscience still lives on so so he does like a like a kevin hart right like he walks like in a, in a little circle and kind of like you know as stands like what the Fuck, right? Like, son of a bitch. What we can offer you is we can give you experiences unimaginable. As you can see, we can travel through space and time. Our mission is to catalog all known knowledge and to help perpetuate our existence into the future. One of those things that 
attacked you. Uh, we are trying to defeat them because humanity isn't the first occupiers of Earth, and they won't be the last. Uh, we can offer you a chance to escape the bounds of humanity and be able to go through the past or the future. You'll see things you would never imagine in places you don't even have names for in the past and the future. Is, is there a table, bench, chairs, or anything like that kind of near where we are? Yeah, there's metal tables kind of all scattered around the room. It's almost like, you know, there's, there's like the big metal shelves and there's all like the tubes, which are kind of like scroll tubes all along the shelves. Mm -hmm. And there's just tables around. So it's almost kind of like a library area where there's, you know, a bunch of stuff you can sit down. And <laughs> obviously they don't need chairs, but, right. you know, there are, you know, some scattered seating implements around. So I, I think like he just like plops down on a on a table if it's low enough and kind of, you know, just like puts the shotgun absolutely next to him on the table and kind of like just has his head in his hands. Uh, I'll say after that, Michael is, I guess, free of the paralysis. So he's been sitting there, you know, listening to the talk. So you're not frozen in place anymore. And Hugh's kind of still just standing there looking. Um, he had, he didn't have any effects. So, Travis goes and sits down and puts his hands in his head. His no, head I would say that like Michael like kind of just collapsed down onto the ground, just kind of like sitting there, like leaning back on his hands. So he's just kind of on the ground right now. Uh, so it will look over to the thing will look over to Michael and say, it seems like you, uh, have some knowledge of technology. Um, you are what is called an engineer. The things we can give to you, the things you can work on, the things you can be a part of are limitless. We don't ask anything in return other than just collecting knowledge and sharing that knowledge with us. And then it'll look over to Hugh and say, your friend at the table was afflicted by the gathering we're doing, he's now cured. You did not seem to have any adverse effects of what we are doing. And to me, you're kind of a, how do you say, uh, a blank book. Your friend, your friend sitting down seems to have some knowledge of technology. Your other friend at the table, we have taken away his affliction from what we have caused. What would... Um, what knowledge or what questions would you have for me? Why us? It wouldn't be. So it, it doesn't shrug, right? Because it can't shrug because it's kind of a cone shaped thing. <laughs> but you kind of hear in its voice saying, um, this really wasn't planned. I guess you stumbled on to something and ended up doing research and investigation that led you here. Uh, None of this was planned. None of this necessarily involved you. Uh, there was no grander mission. Don't don't take that as a slight. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's a happy coincidence that uh, you discovered us, and we can offer you something in return. But what if we don't want to do this? That's your decision. We are not violent. We are not coercive. If you want to, we, 
our plan is not to hold you here. If you want to go, when you go back, if you want to go back to your time and place, we will make sure that will happen. But we're just offering you a chance to be involved in something monumental, something that will change the fate of the universe. Hugh looks at that being and just says, I think we're going to need a moment. That is absolutely fine. If there are any questions you have before I go, you can ask them. What we're doing in your time is collecting all the information we can. Uh, your friend at the table was obviously affected by that. There are other people that are affected by that and will be affected by that. It is not a large amount of people. It is a minuscule amount of people, but there will be sacrifices that some will have to make. For the greater good of all, we need this information. For the greater good of humanity and what comes after humanity, we need this information. But you are free to make your own decision. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Hugh has any more questions. I think um if it walks away like and the door closes, you know, the, the camera spins and you know Travis, you know, like sort of picks up his head and you know looks at the other two and says, I I don't like what is, what does that all even entail? Like what does that what does that even mean? Like what are we supposed to do? I think just gather information by the sounds of it. I, from from here? I mean he said that guy was alive or his soul was alive. I, he, I mean he was dead. I mean I I don't know though. I mean there there there's <sighs> There's clearly things going on that we don't understand. And yeah, as far as we know in terms of how our bodies work, yeah, it could have been dead. But I mean, the, the, the thing, the thing that just left, like, that's not us. That's I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if it works the same way we do. So and, and so and I I taught when I was before here. Like b- between between the the farm and here, I was somewhere else, and that guy. I talked to a guy who said that the farmer that we found that was dead, like giant air quotes, um, that was his son, and he said that he would be okay, and so he thinks that he's still alive, and so. And then this thing thinks it's still alive too. So I don't, I I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, what I, what I know is that apparently there's a lot that we don't know. <laughs> like he, like he fucking pinches himself really hard. Right? Like, cause this is just. <laughs> It can't like it just can't be right. So he like just grabs a hunk of flesh and just like friggin' tweaks it, and then yells. Michael pinches bit. himself much gentler than that. <laughs> and, and we're still here, and you guys are still kind of staring. And he's like, "Fuck, I, I, I don't like. I, I don't even like. How do we like? How do we go back? Like, how do you go back from this? Like." The war was hard. I mean, it was it was hard enough to 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 come back after the things that I'd seen and and 
get get back to some semblance of a normal life. I, this is, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, this this it's like a fairy tale. It's it's like a, a Flash Gordon episode. I've got Flash Gordon in the twenties. I don't know. I'll double whatever, check. <laughs> whatever radio play was science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Insert radio name here. <laughs> I, I mean, it just shouldn't be. I, I, fuck. Jules Verne, that's a good one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they didn't, they didn't hurt us. No, I mean, they're, they're offering us jobs, basically. Like, well, and that other, th- that other thing on Earth, like, we don't know if it was going to, like, actually hurt us either. I mean, I know that's kind of weird saying that. True. We just I mean, kind did, of killed it. Yeah, but it blew us down and it was making that weird fucking noise. I... Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, did you see all I mean, it could have it could have just been a side effect of what it was doing. I mean, if it's Yeah, but like land, you just like if we don't Yeah. He kind of points at the other thing that went out the door. You saw that thing, all right. I mean, but but he it thing said that those other things take over the earth. I mean, yeah. they- but, but like, even though they say that they're nonviolent, do we just trust that? Oh, they brought us here. Oh, we come in peace. Like that sounds like something I've heard in a radio drama before. <laughs> Damn it. I feel like I should have made an insight check when the thing was in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I don't fuck I don't know I mean I but then again I don't want to I don't think I'd want to go against anything that's here because we're here <laughs> we don't I don't want to get stuck here like you know Hugh gets up off the table and he you know just like wanders over to one of the shelves you mean Travis Travis fuck <laughs> Travis gets up from the table and wanders Hugh was over Travis to- and Travis was Hugh this is Fight Club but. And then you hear hear a sound in your head, the same voice that was talking to you. Well, if Travis wants to be Hugh and Hugh can be Travis, (laughs) we can can accommodate you. Right. Yeah, I mean, he just looks to see, like, what's on the shit. Like, is anything written in English? Is it it like a a book, but it's in a – like, I don't know. Like, he's just, like, looking. Like, he doesn't know what else to do. So, like, he's just sort of taking it in, I guess. Let's let's do it this way. So whatever you pull out, whatever whatever you grab, you open it and it's like a, a metallic scroll, right? So it's a scroll, but it's like on thin metallic. It's like paper, but it's like metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it's weird pictograms and designs and whatever. But after a second, it changes into English so you can read it. So what would be something that Travis, something from his past that, he's read or something he was interested in. So maybe it was, oh, let's do this, right? So you were in World War One, that you didn't know that it was called that, right? <laughs> so you, no, pull, yeah. you, pull, you pull out something that's called The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich by William Shire. And from the flap copy, you read that it's a history of World War Two in Germany from 1933 to 1945. <laughs> So that's kind of what you see when you pull that out and start reading it. <laughs> I think he drops it, right? Like I, I, 
like it shimmers and it's weird and then he sees it and he sees the years and i think he just like he just like drops it and it clatters to the floor no 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 we did we 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 did that already i am not again we i don't know not, not again and he like he looks up forlornly at the other two like you know having gone through that experience to know that that happens again you know with germany again like it it kind of it it, it fucks him up pretty good right like we we fought the war to end all wars right like that was the so do michael and hugh go over and grab any of the the metal tubes yeah sure why not he's interested he'll go he'll go he'll go over and start checking stuff out okay does hugh go over and do anything no no, okay. he was not. He was. He was not interested in the least. So Michael goes over and grabs a tube and starts looking at it. And what he starts reading is, he starts reading about a company called IBM, hmm. and IBM has something that they call a supercomputer, and there's a there's a couple initials next to it. It says AI, and next to it says artificial intelligence, and it starts talking about something called Deep Blue that uh, is used to go in chess tournaments with chess grandmasters and goes on a TV show, something called a television show called Jeopardy, and goes up against uh, different people in something called a game show. And it's just talking about this new technology from this company called IBM of where they're creating this artificial intelligence that can help with weather and traffic and medical research and things like that. It's called Watson. It's originally called Deep Blue, but they end up naming it Watson. And it's a, a supercomputer that uh, can calculate trillions of uh, computations every second. And the uses that can be used for government or business or NGOs or things like that. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, I mean, he has, I think he has like a suit between like, like Turing, like the, the Turing machine and like the, the difference engine and all that kind of stuff. Like, and like there's transistors and everything like that. Um, so he has like a super, super base level knowledge of what's going on, but like, so I think reading through, he can kind of piece together that this is like way be like probably according to him, like hundreds of years in the future, like technology that's going to exist. I mean, I just I, I picture like, you know, what uh, like in the 70s, like Star Trek and Star Wars, like the technology they thought would be in the future. And so like what he's reading now he probably thinks is like 23rd century technology like insane so and then you see the date where you know that ibm was founded <laughs> in the 30s and <laughs> right all that kind of stuff and it builds up and you know this stuff goes on in the the early 2000s of all this right computational power um while you're reading that so hugh didn't go over and pull out. i was trying to think what if you went and grabbed the book it would be probably like what 
the electric colate acid test or Timothy be, Leary, yeah, the yeah, summer of love or something, right? <laughs> it would be the it would be the chemical men who stare at goats. <laughs> yeah, LSD would be the chemical formula of LSD. So yeah. yeah, so Travis Travis has seen that you know there's information about you know so obviously there are stuff that's happening. Both of you see stuff that's happening in the future about you know things that happen or things that seem to be that are going to happen. Hughes kind of nonplussed. He's probably still feeling good from the the pill he took before and is just in a weird place. <laughs> um, I guess maybe on uh, from the thing Travis pulled out, he'll also see that, um, you know, that there was the book about, you know, the Second World War, the, what, what's called the Second World War, and maybe something in the past, you know, that 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 that, that metallic scroll he was looking at, there were, you know, discussions about Alexander the Great and all of his... Um, all of his conquests of uh, Egypt and moving through uh, the Middle East and Persia and Asia. So there was almost like a, it was almost like a, a travel log of Alexander the Great and maybe uh, Michael on top of what he was reading about this company called IBM. There was things about Pythagoras and I'm trying to think who came up with the water screw, the original, you know, the original Greek philosopher. Archimedes. Yeah, there you go. The Archimedes crew. So there's, you know, there's technology in the future you're reading about, but there's also technologies in the past. So there's the notes from Archimedes of Greek fire and the 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 screw, and you know, Travis is reading about these the 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 the, the this World War II that happens in the future, but he's also reading about conquests in the past of you know Alexander the greatest you know conqueror, you know, had the greatest land empire until Genghis Khan, things like that. So you're seeing the past and the future written down on there. Does the thing come back or are we just left to our own devices? Well, you know, it, you can sit there and you're, you know, you're, you know, if you want to look through some stuff and do that, um, it, it did leave, but it will come back. Let's say you guys are in there for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. Um, Hugh seems to be a bit nonplussed about what's going on. Travis is kind of freaked out a bit. Michael's a bit intrigued. So let's say the thing comes back in and says, so you've seen what our mission is, what our goal is, is to catalog everything from the past, from the future. We're not here to make any ultimatums for you. Whatever choice you make, we will satisfy it. You've helped us out by being someone or something that could help us in our quest for knowledge. But if you do not want to partake, that, that is nothing, that is, that is no, that is no issue for us. You can go back to when you were, when, where you came from, or you can stay here and go be anything or anyone or any time that you want. I, I think Travis steps forward and he says, I, I don't want to go back. I, I don't, I don't want to do that again. That would be, um, that is something that we can accommodate. We are open. We are include inclusive is wrong. We, <laughs> we, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So you can stay here. You can stay in somewhere like this and uh, expand your knowledge or not you can be something or someone else if you want you can travel through 
time in history. Uh, you can be an observer to things that have happened in the past or things that could happen in the future. And it looks at you or it says, you could just stay here and learn. It is your choice. And, and he just kind of like silently steps forward and, you know, kind of like has his head down, but, you know, just kind of steps forward towards the being. The, I, and I, I think it's yeah, probably... I was going to say, it's probably an end shot, but I'll throw it in now in case I forget. As the camera sort of pans, where the World War II book was, is the bottle of morphine in its spot. So what would Travis want to do? Would he just want to stay here and just read and learn and chill and all that? Or would he want to be a part of something or be, you know, see things or things like that? I don't, I think he's so fucked up right now. Like, I think he just... He doesn't want to go back. Like he doesn't want to like he almost doesn't want to be, you know, having having glimpsed that knowledge of what was upcoming very shortly. Like he just knows he doesn't want to go back and experience that again. So if that means just like living here, like it's what like whatever, and I'll figure it out later, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, so I was gonna say, so if you were like yeah, fuck yeah! I want to see all the shit that happens. I want to, you know, I want to be riding with Genghis Khan. I want to be, you know, I don't think with the Crusaders, know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, let's just say, yeah. So let's just say, on Travis, it has him just sitting there, contemplating. Right. So he looks out. He's at a table. He sees this great big expanse in front of him. There's, you know, the right now it's the the great sandy desert in Australia out in front of him. And let's just say, you know then it shifts to, you know, an overgrown jungle landscape, you know, and he sees all kinds of animals and birds flying around. And then it shifts to like an underwater thing where he sees, you know, a bunch of whales swimming around. So it's just like a a really chill, (laughs) chill contemplated thing, right? He's just all mellowed out and seeing, you know, the different landscapes. And then another one is, you know, you know, traveling through the universe, he sees, you know, planets and stars and things like that. So he's just kind of chilled out, you know, seeing things. He's not going and reading books about what's going on. He's just, he's just, you know, experiencing, you know, the, the universe, you know, while he's looking out. Yeah. 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 I think okay. okay. So we'll go to Michael. So Michael, what, what are you thinking? Oh, Michael is, yeah, he, he's, he's, he was very hesitant at first to, to say anything until Travis said something which kind of reassured his decision. So yeah, he steps up too. And it's like, I, I want to stay too. And this is, uh, how can I pass this up? This is all the resources that I'd ever need. This is, this is information from the past and the future that I can, that can be used. Like I, I, I have, I have to stay. I have to. And this actually plays part. His life shaper is uh, he has invention as a goal. So like his whole thing is to come up with something new. So this is this is like feeding directly into that. So. So let's say Michael does that. And then all of a sudden he feels himself kind of out of time, out of space. He's not with Hugh or Travis anymore. So, you know, just real, you know, just some quick shots that come into his mind at the very beginning after he says that to the creature. You know, he sees himself, he feels himself, 
somewhere huddled over, you know, striking Flint against a rock and, you know, a fire starts to grow on some, you know, some tinder. And then he's in a cave and there's chanting and he's has his hand up against the wall when he's blowing paint on his hand on the wall. Um, he goes and, you know, he sees, you know, these big giant sandstone blocks being dragged up and laid and, you know, this building being built. Obviously I keep going like that. So a pyramid's <laughs> being built, right? Um, you know, then he goes and, um, you know, he's, he's somewhere where he's taking different kind of fluids and liquids and he's mixing them together and he's dropping, you know, bricks of iron into them and trying to see what comes out of it. And then, you know, so each step, Michael just has this flashing in his mind at every single advance of, you know, science or knowledge he seems to be taking part in or observing, you know, throughout history. So he sees all these different advances to where he's on a space station and then there's interstellar travel and things like that. So, you know, he sees that kind of flashing in. So whether he's the one doing it or he or this creature saying you can do that, you can travel backwards and forwards to be involved in that, you know, you have that feeling. So then Hugh's the only one left. Travis is chilling out and 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 Michael is traveling through space and time. So what does Hugh say? Uh Hugh looks at this thing in, in its eye or eyes or whatever and says, um <laughs> eye stalks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he and he says, I don't want any of this. My time is my time. I was I was thriving. I was living my dream. I don't need any of this. <laughs> so it it will look at um Michael or not Michael. It will look at Hugh and he does have eye stalks, right? Yeah. So one of the eye stalks will wink and then right before Hugh feels himself moving, you know, he sees this kind of wink and then the thing will say oops, wrong place. So then Hugh feels himself when he when he rematerializes, he feels himself standing Torn next to in him. half as he yeah, goes exactly. two different places. <laughs> so he's he's in he's in a big city on a lake and there's some wind blowing off the lake and it's very cold. And when you look around, you see uh, a cop car drive by and it says Chicago Chicago PD. Uh, would there be a cop car in the twenties? Anyway, so you're in Chicago. But um, you feel almost like Michael. You don't know if you're actually there doing it or this is um, – no, actually, this would be you. So Hugh kind of feels himself, feels his life going in front of him. So you're sent back to your time, but you're sent to a different place. So you're in Chicago, and you're working with a guy named Al Capone. So you were there. You know, There's prohibition. There's lots of money to be made. Uh, then you feel yourself realizing that this is going to go bad. All of a sudden, you know, you flash yourself back to Pittsburgh and then time moves on to the forties. Then you feel yourself in Las Vegas where there's all these things being built up of, uh, a flyover for troops going to California. But in this little town in Las Vegas, all these casinos are starting to be built up. So you start feeling that you are part of, building this new industry, this new um, this new thing in the desert of casinos and resorts and things like that. And then after that, you flash to where you were in the late 50s in Cuba 
working, still working for these casinos and, you know, you're building up all these different resorts in, in, in Cuba in a tropical environment. And after that, you flash back to what would be the next thing after that Cuba? Um, you flash to New Jersey and there's things being built up and all of a sudden you see this big board with all these different sports with different numbers of pluses and minus next to them. And um, you have a book where you're writing down what people are doing for college basketball and football and things like that. So Hugh gets plugged into first prohibition and then the building of Vegas and then sports gambling and things like that. So Hugh ends up living a long under the radar getting away from the FBI life where he's involved in <laughs> in sports books and illicit gambling and the drug trade and, and prohibition before it's repealed. <laughs> and then we fade out with Travis looking out on this landscape and Michael traveling through space and time and Hugh uh, sitting in his room, counting some money, Watching Sports Center and seeing the scores. He's <laughs> an old man in a fucking chair with a little blanket on his lap. Yeah, I, was, right. I was trying to, not to pull everything, pull everything exactly from Godfather Two with you know the, <laughs> the 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 Hiram character, but it is kind of that same thing. Where except for he's he's rationing out his pills and stuff like that, but he's also like he's probably in a home and he's like. Had, pulls out another thing of pills that's probably somebody else's, and he's rationing out and rationing that out. Making money any way you can, right? Yep, do the right. <laughs> Some old guy comes in with a cane, and he's like, I got your stuff. <laughs> so one side, he's doing the extra pills that everybody scrolls away, but he's also, uh, you know, whenever the the Pennsylvania lottery draw or whatever, the big, the power ball, you know, he's taking some side action on that also. <laughs> and bingo. Any, any way you can ring, yeah. you rig the bingo, right? <laughs> cool. That is the end of your interaction with the great race of yet. That's what it was. Okay. I knew it was something like that. I couldn't, I was like, fuck, isn't that the Migo? I don't shit. I don't know. So that's the thing about the Mega, right? Because the Mega are like the weird wasp-looking things. Yeah. But then they also have the Greys, are what they use whenever they deal with humanity, and then they stick everybody's brains in jars. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I knew what it was, but I didn't. I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> no, it was cool. I dig it. Cool. That was yeah, nice. Very cool. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.